Welcome to Ladies in the Lead, and I'm your host, Joan Garner. Wow, can you believe it? Part two of Candy Schminky. And if you weren't in awe last week, I hope you're in awe by the end of this week because I know I started out last week saying I was a little geeked out, freaked out, and I am still that impressed with Candy. This week, we jump into part two and we're talking about her health. Candy has been on a, um, had a kidney transplant and started out as an autoimmune disease and really had to fight hard to get answers. Her and Al really fought hard to get answers to this autoimmune disease that went undiagnosed for quite a while. It put her on dialysis. It put her through challenges I don't think she's ever faced before. Life and death challenges. And I remember when she got sick, and some of you in the community will probably remember too, but I... I just remember the shock of it, you know, to think that she might not be with us. She talks about how she ended up at Mayo and we got a transplant, but we got it through a chain. And I didn't even know that was a thing. So listen closely. She talks about how a friend of hers was willing to donate a kidney, which didn't match hers, but then hooked into a chain. And Mayo Clinic helps set that all up. So if that's part of something you would be passionate about, please reach out to us and we'll be happy to find a way to get you guys the information. This episode also comes full circle at the end with not only her joy of health and her recovery, but also just some fun conversation about getting real and finding out the real Candy Schminky. I love how she talks about her favorite show that she ever exhibited at. You guys, it's the old Chicago stock show. And I haven't thought about that show in a while, so it was really fun to think about. I never got the honor of of showing there and the way she talks about it, how it influenced her when she was 12 and 13, so really fun. The thing I like, too, she talks about her favorite show she ever judged is OYE. And can you imagine, like, she not only judged it once, she's judged it twice. And she'll talk a little bit about the impacts of that and then just the, just the things that you don't think about when you're judging a show, the hospitality, the experience from her perspective. And she's been judging all over this great nation. So I asked her where to next and she had to pause and think. And so it's fun to think that she still has goals on her list and places she wants to be. She talks about um, at the end to continue to share your goals because they will always help others. And I just can't thank her enough again for being a part of the Ladies in the Lead platform, for being an example of what a lady in the lead has looked like for the last 40 years when this platform didn't even exist, but when she was out working hard. I wish her nothing but the best. Um, I hope she has great health, great success, and hopefully someday our retirement. I'm not sure that's coming too soon. I can't wait to continue on. There's so much to be thankful for this week, and happy Thanksgiving to each and every one of you. Thank you for being a part of the community, and I look forward to having another episode soon with you all. But for this week, let's continue our conversation with Candy Schminky, and I hope you enjoy it as much as I did. Season the edge. So I ask every guest, what's your edge? 
what makes you have a difference? What makes, you know, Candy Schminky have an edge? What would you say your edge is? I'd say my edge is that I'm never comfortable just saying that I've achieved it all. I think the uh, biggest thing is I keep challenging myself. Yeah. And uh, I don't settle. I'm willing to learn, you know, more. Um, I'm not stuck in my, you know, theories that things can't change. Um, I'm probably pretty open-minded. In, in the last week, tell us one thing you've learned in the last week. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> this week has been interesting. Probably because I came down in, in, with me being a you know, immune suppressed. Yeah. So I get, I mean, some wild things that sometimes these viruses and I'm like, where the heck did I pick that up? Yeah. You know, and so it's a challenge that I've got to keep pushing myself through. Um, and I mean, it'll take me two weeks longer than it will maybe someone else that's get over healthy, you know, like three to four days. So that is probably was my biggest challenge here I've been with the last two weeks and that's why my voice sounds a little rough, but it's just like you get something and then sometimes the next one is so you just can't get like bummed about it. You're like, I gotta just fight through it. Right. And I would love to be out around more people, but sometimes there's different things that are going on and I know like it's out there. So I, I've got to like just be a little more cautious all the time, yeah. but my poor hands doing hand sanitizer, I could not, <laughs> I could not put any more on. I like, just, it feels like my skin, you know, is like just dry, but, um, that's probably where it frustrates me because I'm like, I'm doing everything I should be doing, but you yeah. still get it. But and that's just part of life. Yeah. So that's something you learn. It's, if people don't know your health journey, do you, I mean, do you care if we share just a little bit about it? No. So, yeah, I read your, um, I was doing a little research before oh. I came about your, um, just your autoimmune disease that came about and was actually just like killing off your kidneys pretty much. And you didn't even know you were experiencing it. And I was reading um, a little bit about the article about your, just your journey to find answers. And I loved how you were talking about you were trusting your gut to know something wasn't right and the answers you were receiving weren't it. Like, I'll, I'll just take the allergy. Oh, One doctor yes. told you you had allergies or something like that and you were taking an allergy pill and you're like, this makes no sense. I haven't had allergies my whole life. How could I have allergies? allergies. Yeah. And, um, I did develop more allergies than I've had, which was crazy. Because I was always one that prided myself on not taking any medication. I don't either. I, I'm know? with you. Like, yeah, yeah no, don't tell me I'm I allergies. took maybe one vitamin and that was, you know, that it. was it. Um, but I had the Wagner's was the, one of the autoimmunes. And I had this dark spot just like if you got sunburn right. down your nose. Yeah, on your nose. And, you know, it got darker and Al was always a little more concerned because there is something, you know. And so we'd go course go through the doctors and the biggest thing I, I would say is if your gut just tells you it's not right don't be afraid to get a second opinion which I had not been into many doctors so I didn't know how to ask so many more questions mm -hmm. which I'm making them feel like you don't think I know what I'm doing <laughs> uh, so I had to right. figure that out and how to 
um, be able to have that communication with them. Right. But uh, I could see that I wasn't getting, like, this wasn't going to get any better. Right. And they didn't know. And, I mean, we had, you know, went out my nose, which is not pleasant. No. And you have COVID <laughs> test, you can only begin to imagine what you went through. Yeah. Yeah. And so then I had, I've always fought heartburn. And so I had more and more heartburn and I couldn't eat as much stuff. And I was like, man, at one time, you know, we had like went down my throat, opened up my esophagus. I was like, something is going on. So went back to that doctor and sure enough, um, I was getting like metal taste, which I didn't know what that was. And I would tell them everything that I was having. But uh, they didn't do a blood sample, which was, like, now I know. So anybody that ever comes around there, if you can't figure it out, you do get blood, blood work. And that will tell you where, where you're headed. And so they could see my numbers were way off. Um, so then they went, um, that doctor had me go in and do a surgery. And then they said, you know, she must have anxiety because there is nothing. If I hear that one more time, <laughs> so Al was just like, listen, listen she, she does, does not have anxiety. She does not have anxiety. That is not her. But something is not right. And the best advice was the nurse that was there that said, hey, you better go back to your family doctor because he just specializes in this area. And I can see that she's not like that. So head her, you know, head back. So the very next day, I felt awful. Mm-hmm. And um, I went in there. And then I was having more complications. And she goes, first thing we're going to do is pull your blood. Well, before I even got home, they were already like, you had to head and get a blood transfusion. Oh. And I, they said, you're low. You need to go in there. So I went in there, and they got the other numbers. And they were like, no, they were just ready to do that. They said, you have to head to the hospital. And I'm like, what is going on? Right. Because, like, just two days before that, I was judging a show in Missouri. And I didn't feel very good, you know. And I was coming, coming back home, and I was struggling some. And I was like, man, all this is just messed up. You know, I went in there, and Al did not like what the other doctor said at all. And so, when you're in that, though, it's like you almost need that other advocate. You do. Uh, that person to that. be like, yes. hey, this is not, you're going. Right. And so, when I got in there, it was like the kidneys were already shutting down, down to nothing. And they were all like, why are you walking? <laughs> and I'm like, what do you mean? Like, I'm in, like, total shock. Don't have any idea what is going right. on. And then they're telling you, and you're just like, what do you mean my kidneys are about gone and shut down? And, you know, you have all these doctors come in asking all these questions, and they said, you're going to have to make decisions that usually people do over years in hours. And I was like, oh, my gosh. Yeah. You're so, like, am I going to live? I mean, did you just stop and go, am I going to live? Oh, you do? You like, go through that because yeah. you're like, is this it? Because even when they said chronic – yeah. It didn't really like settle me. Yeah. yeah. And when they were taking me down to do the um, kidneys, you know, to do an ultrasound and do a biopsy, I was like, you know, it's okay. Because I'm, yeah. I'm still okay. And they're all like, yeah. And I kept asking the gal that was taking it. I was like, how do they look? You know? <laughs> and she's like, well, I can't tell you anything. And I'm like, so. What do you get to- <laughs> Why can't they tell you? I mean, I get it. They don't want to yeah. be liable. Right, they get it. Okay. So, 
But you're like, still, I'm laying right here awake and you're testing my kidneys. Yeah. Just tell me something. Yeah. Because all I want to do is get the heck out. Right. You know, I know and they're hooking me up with stuff and I'm just like, I don't understand what's all going on. And so finally, Dr. Coddale, which ended up being really good, you know, friends, yeah. he kind of took me in and uh, he was just like cut dry because I told him, don't play around. Just tell me. Tell me. Yeah. And then that was the shock. Yeah. And I knew I had to be, you know, on dialysis immediately. You know, my kidneys were shut, <coughs> shut all the way down. And what's your next step? And, you know, you got to go on the transplant list. And then that's when it hits home yeah. where you're like, whoa, that's a scary moment. Yeah. Like you're on dialysis and you're on a transplant list. And a week ago you were in Missouri judging a lamb show. I mean, you know, and you're thinking to yourself, how is this even like, possible? Even possible. Right. Yeah. Because the one autoimmune that I had with Brown, with the Wagners, which I'm thinking is that it didn't tear because... There's some pictures that you will never, it takes the whole bone oh, wow. and it makes the saddle. Mm -hmm. Then you'd have to go in reconstruction and they started showing pictures and I was like, oh my gosh, I do not want to see anyone. <laughs> I'm like, I'm done. And this so, is good not to know. Yeah. And the other one they said was like hydro speed mm -hmm. that came in and just killed them. Which in the big picture, if you look at it, it's better that that happened than if I had 15 or 20 percent because I'd be a real sick person that wouldn't quite, you know, depending where I was at, be able to be on the transplant list because you right. had to do dialysis, but you still had kidney function to a point. So, yeah, I guess in the big picture, that was a good thing. It was yeah. a good thing. Yeah. But at that time, you definitely don't, you know, you're just like, uh, yeah, how is this even going to be possible or yeah. how is this going to happen? But then I had to go in and do a, um, you know, surgery right away because I did the uh, perineal and that uh, dialysis instead of, you know, doing yeah. it in your arm. Um, so I had to go in and do surgery right away. Like, you know, I don't even know like totally what's all happening I just kept trusted you know Dr. Coddale yeah. he just seemed you know very intelligent and the other one they both were colleagues together yes and they were ahead of me I just kept saying what would you do if yeah. I was part of your family right because I was like just tell me yeah and so he's like you know so I do these are the decisions you need to make and here's what I would do and we just followed that <clears throat> all the way through and then when you get down there and you get into dialysis, I tell you what, it's, mm -hmm. it's, uh, humbling. Humbling, it's humbling and it's a different, um, environment and you, that one probably takes you a little tough mm -hmm. because you see people <clears throat> with that are, you know, you're very sick, but you see people even sicker and even worse, right. but. Probably the worst was when I was at the dialysis that you're sitting out in the waiting room before you can go in, and I had to be hooked up for four hours, which is a long time, and and you were so weak when you came back out. Yeah. But um, they had, like, I still, but you know where they celebrate the deaths, you know, of everybody, the uh -huh. Mexican day. But for all of us dialysis patients, that... <laughs> 
that to me it was, was cool. like, and I think it was the Aggie me or whatever. I was like, everybody just needs to stand up and tell them that this is the worst thing in the world. And I did. I told them, <laughs> everyone that came by me, I said, this is the dumbest thing we've ever heard. Yeah, yes. you need to be a patient sitting here and going through this. Uh -huh. You know, and they were like, well, we never really thought of it. It's just celebrate. I said, there's no celebration to us. That's struggling to live. Yeah, yeah. that you're just struggling to get there. But, you know, I had a great dialysis, um, you know, nurse that took me over once I was able to come home and do it daily. Because when you don't have no function, the fluid level is incredible. Mm -hmm. What And then you just think of all the poison that's sitting in your body. Yeah. So once I was able to come back home, which there's times in the hospital you didn't even know if you were going to be able to come home, right? You know, and so once we got back home and I could do it daily, I felt so much better. Good. Yeah. Then you felt like you could, but I was hooked up for 12 hours at a time and then carried fluid for another four. So they said it was going to be a full-time job and they were totally right on. Yeah. But once that came all through, then you have to go through the, you know, transplant to even get on the list. And that's intense. I mean, yeah. they're checking everything out in your body and your heart's got to be really good. And um, then, you know, the time, you just don't know. You don't know when it's going to be. No. And it can be very long to very short. Um, but I was, you know, okay, because there's regions so once we were getting, you know, they said you better open yourself up to another region. So I was at Iowa City and then at Mayo. Mm -hmm. But are they different regions? Those they two are. Yeah, and then there's a couple more that we went. But once I, you know, university was great. But once I went up to Mayo, you know, and I wasn't an easy match, of course. No. You know, I was like, yeah. everything's going to be a little more difficult. So... My blood is a little more rare, and then of course you've got a couple of blood trans um, fusions that you just had, so that changes everything. So you have to match a lot of things besides just the blood work. Mm -hmm. And so those were probably kind of the lot of questions that I had, you know, from people. It's like, well, I'm be positive. Why can't I match you? Well, you know, you you really appreciated everything that I had a lot of people go and get tested, but there's just so many different chromosomes and everything else I had to follow through. So um, it was a journey. And then, you know, just even know, you know, if you're willing to take, you know, from yeah. someone passing away to, and um, they just kept telling me, as quick as you can get a transplant is the best for you. And so you had that in the back of your mind all the time, too. Uh, but then we also had, at Mayo, I, could, I felt like once I got done there, that doctor really understood my, my function of my body and everything. Yeah. So... Uh, you do know a lot about it, yeah. Yeah, once we got through there, we had a couple runs where, um, you know, a kidney came in. But then once we got down there, everything didn't end up matching. But we had to be ready to go, like, on a dime. And so that was probably harder on my family when things didn't, yeah. you know. But I always, in my mind, I kept going, it may not work. Right. You know, Al and I were probably prepared for that more than the rest. Because mm -hmm. they could see that, 
you were struggling, mm -hmm. but I just didn't know where that was going to all end. So we had a couple of them, um, which you are bummed. Yeah. You oh, know, well, you're disappointed. Uh, yeah. So, but you also had to be like, there, there's going to be something, you know, don't lose hope. Yeah. And that was probably the biggest thing. Because, uh, you know, the trans transplant too could not go well. Uh, you know, there's chance of death yeah, and everything else. Yeah. And so you had to stay really open-minded. And it's probably the toughest thing that you ever kind of go through on that end. I hope it's the toughest thing you have to go through. I, I, I know. I mean, like, if you think about it, you know, and, and I go back to what you said about your edge. You're just willing to be open and learn and to just always be a continual growing person and learning. Think about how that applied to your medical journey. So, you know, you could have had a total different outcome on that first visit of like, this is the end, I'm not going to, you know, it could have been all negative and yet even on the first rejection of the kidney, that's a viable potential and the second, you're like, no, I know it's going to happen, I'm sure it's going to be there or whatever the next step is, we're just going to keep going forward and wow, you know, got you yeah. through it and you found one and you finally got a match, right? And yeah, mine was through a chain. So... In my network of people that came forward, there was nobody that was, you An know, that match. Yeah. So it was if they were willing to be in the chain, so if somebody else would match them and somebody would match me, would they be willing to do that? And, you know, I had a wonderful dear friend I, I said, that, uh, yeah. you know, had done that for me and more like a, let's just call her a sister now. Yeah. You're willing to donate your kidney. You move from friend to sisterhood. Yeah. I was thinking. Yes. I didn't even know. I was reading that article and I didn't even know that that was a thing. That's cool. Like we didn't either. So yeah. we, you know, and that was one of the special things that Mayo was doing was trying to connect and more of all their hospitals mm -hmm. were like put together. But at that time we were four, 14th, 13th or 14th and it went up to 21. So those chains are out there. It's and it all started from somebody that did not know anybody that wanted to donate a kidney. Isn't that awesome? Which I thought was just amazing. I know, and I think how simple it is to be on a bone marrow transplant yes. list. If you've ever wanted to be a person who can donate to save somebody's life, just go get your bone marrow tested and be on that donor list because you can obviously somebody with leukemia or a blood disease, blood cancer. You can save their life and not have to harvest an organ, or you can go on, you know, that chain list too. It's it's really amazing what the science has done and what's out there. I think the biggest thing too, the misconception is a lot of people did know that uh, like we can live on one kidney, mm -hmm. they can live on one kidney with yeah. no problem because that's probably the biggest thing. They're like, you know, did you have two? Did they both go down or? Can you live on one? And, you know, a lot of those things, you know, I had no idea. Um, and the kidney, you know, does a lot for your heart. So blood pressure and everything else. And so all those things, I did, besides filtering your blood, you didn't realize what the kidney all affected. Yeah. And so, yeah, there's, I, I want to do more for that. I'm finally probably what you call strong enough to be yeah. able to talk about it without getting so emotional oh, well, through it. Yeah. Um, but I want to do more, um, even to bring the awareness 
about donation and what it can all be and to get that network out there because there's so many people out there that need help. Um, I think that's the biggest thing is what we can do as, you know, getting a transplant. What can we do more for others? Yeah. And so that's such a great outcome and such a great message that you can share. And you have a platform to share it, you know, being on a national level, even with your customers here or just who you are representing yourself daily. That's a platform itself. And it's so cool that you're able to now share that with others and encourage people to you know, think about it or even learn about it, you know, just learning about it sometimes is you never know when that's going to affect somebody else down the road. You know, just telling your story about like your brown spot on your nose, you know, some people yes. just think it was sunburn or like a mole or it was, you know, well, that's what we cancer or like whatever, you know. Yeah. Yeah. But I never dreamed that it was part of a autoimmune disease, which there is so many out there now, but the probably the biggest advice is if you don't still feel right, and you're not getting the answers, then just keep moving, you yeah. know, move on that trail, wherever it's going to lead you, but you're going to find somebody that knows what's going on. Thank I know. I, I'm a firm believer in your paths will cross somehow. It'll happen, right? You'll find that right person or whatever. And I um, met a surgeon on an airplane ride who happened to be in the wrong seat and he got put next to me and he ended up doing my um, leg construction surgery, which I had been rejected oh, wow. by numerous surgeons, and it was like God put him in that seat on that flight, and we connected as people and humans. And by the time I got off that flight, you know, I was, I had an answer to prayers that were, you know, and I think that's, that's how awesome. you met your kidney doctor, you went to the right one who was open enough to say, hey, I don't know enough about this, but I have a colleague. And he was able to connect and, you know, you find those special people. So, yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, it was it was really great because it was a doctor that was just like their, um, you know, an emergency that was their roundabout that she knew everything. But she knew, like, who to get to specialize in this. And those calls that had already been made before I was even there. So, I yeah, I think there's lots of, lots of angels and God <laughs> that got me to where I am. And I will be thankful every day. I am so yours too. I am a wonderful story. It changed my life. You know, it gave me my health back. And I'm sure you say the same thing. You get your health back, which if you don't have your health, we all know. Yes. Another whole battle in life. But then we get to do, once you get your health back, then you get to do all the fun stuff again, which has a whole other dimension to it. Yeah. The prioritizing of it and the fun that the stock show world gives us, but we really prioritize it quite well when we uh, have our health at risk so it's kind of cool when, yeah and there's things you know some of the things I can't do like I did but um you know I'm outside and I can do things but I said the worst is when you're coked up in four walls and you can't go anywhere or go outside right you know just to get that freedom I think all the stock show families understand that because right. sometimes if there's bad things going on in your life when you could just get outside and just walk, walk around. Just go to the barn. <laughs> yeah. Uh, breathe air or just take care of something. I know. Yes. It's a gift, that freedom to move and go outside and stuff like that. Definitely. Well, good. Well, we wish Definitely. many years of good health. I hope that kidney lasts you all the way through your retirement, which we don't know what it'll be. <laughs> yeah, we don't know how long. Or how long but... it'll be. It'll be like if it'll be 30 more years. Since like your mom. mom. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Since your mom just retired, you're screwed. You're that I am. I am. I've always said, though, the minute you stop moving and working, it just, 
I don't know. I don't see that for myself either. So I'm yeah. sure you don't either. You know? No, I mean, there's, there's still, you know, things that you want to do and accomplish, but, um, yeah, sometimes it's still, Al and I are like, we need to smell a little more roses. <laughs> Everybody tells us in our family, but, uh, you know, I guess if we didn't love what we were doing, right. we wouldn't be doing it right. either. That's exactly so, right. If you wouldn't, if you didn't love what you were doing, you wouldn't be doing it. Yeah. You're strong enough to know that. I know that for sure. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> are confident you. enough to do that. Yeah. Yes. I think all of us are truly. You oh, know, yes. In a way. Yeah. And I agree with you. You, you do have to keep moving because right. we have seen people where it's went the opposite really quick. And, um, yeah. And keep spreading joy, I think, yes. and your passions and sharing, being open to sharing with others. It's just, it makes life a lot more fun. Yeah. Oh, definitely. A That's lot more fun. A lot more fun in the grandkids right now. Are like, one yes. of the oh my gosh, most grand- awesome How old are the grandkids now? Uh, we were from six to just like right out of year. So we've got Everly is our oldest. And then we got Savannah, which she's yes. six. And then we got, um, well, she's seven. I'm sorry. Oh my gosh. Yeah, she's seven now. And so Everly, um, she is three. And then we've got Wade, which is one and a half. And then we've got Bo, which is, his birthday is coming up here. Oh yeah, gosh. day after mine almost was <laughs> on the same, but uh, he'll be a year. So. Oh my gosh, you have all the best ages. Some that sit still. Well, yes, barely. Barely. <laughs> He's wanting to walk out so bad. And a six year old. Oh my gosh, those are the yeah. greatest years. Yeah. It's so fun. As you, yeah, you can see that she's growing and into this young lady, you know, and she's getting past that, you know, the toddler and on of, yeah. and then Savannah's trying to keep up with everything, and she's right there and going, and right. she can tell us everything, and Wade, he's like the farmer, follow every yeah, everything yeah. dad and papa, where they're going, and yeah, awesome. he's into it, and Bo, he's just, he's our happy one. You know, and just smiling and going. So, um, yeah, they're a lot of joy <laughs> and a lot of fun. I know. Yeah. Cool. Well, as we wrap this up, we I always end with some rapid-fire questions to keep okay. you really real. Okay. okay. So, because I think everybody, you know, has a real side to them. If you're going to the barn and you're in charge of the radio, what music is playing on the bar, on the barn radio? Uh, country. Country. Okay. Yeah. Define which generation. 90s? Are you listening to Garth and like that? Are you listening to 2000s or current? Current. Current country. Yes. Yeah. Good. There's several of them I really like. We just got done to a Thomas Rhett. Oh, Thomas Rhett's so good. Oh, man, he's awesome. Yeah. yeah. There's been some great shows him. around here. Yeah. Did you see Cody Johnson? Not yet. Man, I want to. He's coming, I think, to Moline. So you Is might, he? Yeah. You might check it out. Oh. Just Google it when you get done. Okay. He's a really good show, too. Thomas okay. Rhett's good, though, too. All right, what do you wear to the barn when you go for shoes? Tennis oh, shoes. Tennis shoes. Yes. I'm mean, like, I need arch. <laughs> and I need, arch. I need comfort. <laughs> and Are so, you wearing the waterproof tennis shoes that everybody's talking about? No. Okay. Uh, mine is Brooks. Brooks? I wear Brooks. I'm huge into Brooks. Me too. Okay. We're, We're in every it. penny. Yes. And then I know they're a little expensive. But what? The, you know, the arch. I'm with you. With the the arch and the heel support. There is none better. <laughs> yeah. That's good. Who controls the aux cord in the truck? If the, the aux cord, the radio. Oh, the radio. Yeah. 
Who tried? Who, who, are you on the phone the whole time? Is no. Al got it? Who's got it? It's kind of a mixture when it's both of us, because Al will be prime country. Oh. And I can I can listen to that for so long. And then you're like, boop. And then I gotta go to <laughs> the hot country. So it is a mixture, but I can listen to Frank Sinatra like we like. And, you know, Al's got it's called the Love Station, so it's got oh, like we can and wow. yeah, and all that. So. That will drive the kids like bonkers, but he'll on that station, so he'll be on that. So I would say we listen to a lot of different things because I love rock and roll too. Yeah. Um, but that's not Al's. He's more like prime, so prime country. All right, yeah. that's good. Favorite show you ever exhibited at? Gosh, do you remember? Like this is really old. <clears throat> The Chicago Stockyard one. Oh, we never went to that. Is that okay? Tell me about that. That one was probably because it was so different and it was so interesting. But we took shorthorns. Yeah. And when we went out there, besides the Iowa State Fair, yeah. I mean, I love that one. Yeah, that's home. Um, but that one, we were in like two or three different buildings. But I don't know why, but it was these old Chicago hats that everybody was wearing that had the fleece. And we were like in this cafe that was like what you would see in movies uh -huh. in one of the older buildings down there. Um, and people were just all together, but it was not probably like, but the old Chicago stock show, that was probably the most unique and different. And we weren't. I was probably 12 or 13, but that show, I will never forget it. Yeah. It's so cool. I'm going to, yeah. you know, I, now you mentioned that, because I remember like old cattle producers talking about the Stockyard show, but we never yeah. went, like I never showed that. Oh, cool. Favorite show you've ever judged? That's going to be a couple of them, but OIE. Oh, <laughs> OIE. Because the grand finale yeah. is like nothing that I've ever been part of that's even come close to that one. Um, that was pretty, uh, oh, what pretty impactful. Yeah, pretty spectacular. Very spectacular. What year was that about? That was, oh gosh, I've judged it twice. Ooh. Now you're taking me back. I honestly, I would have to look it up, but it's um, several years yeah. you know, since I was there, but mm -hmm. uh, really, really good stock. Yeah. That That's come cool. in there. Probably that one. And, um, you know, there was uh, the Texas one about Buckle down there. That one is because you were, you know, it was amazing how the people were up around the ring, like very close <laughs> to, and the stock was just really, really, really good. good. So those, but, you know, there's a lot of those. Like they all have unique individuals and then, the committees and the people mm -hmm. and how they treat you. You know, the Houston stock show, like we'll never forget the Houston mascot, you know? <laughs> yes. And that was like a hawk show, but just being able, the alumni, how they bring you to their homes and, uh, you know, just the hospitality is far mm -hmm. none. So, yeah. Have you judged the Alaska State Fair yet? <laughs> I have not, but I okay. know people that have. I know they judge all the species when they're there. Yeah. And my daughter lived up there and she for about six months until she went and there's a lot of pigs and a few goats and a couple dairy and some sheep, you know. 
I thought, oh, that'd be like a great one to go yeah. and judge. You know? Yeah. What's on your list? Where, what do you want to judge next? That you haven't been asked. Have you judged Ooh. out of country, like in Canada? No. So I haven't. Uh-huh. Those would be unique ones. Yeah. So to go, you know, out of country would be. Yeah. Any, that would any, be fun. It would be fun, I think. There's some good yeah. stock oh, up yes. there. Yeah. yeah. It'd be different too. Just It'd be different. It would be fun. I know. So okay. Different countryside is awesome. Celebrity crush? I do not like have one. You have more than one? That's even better. <laughs> <laughs> tell me, tell me. Female or male? It can be female or male. When you get all said and done, I mean, there's several of those, you know, females too. Shalene Dion, I've seen her and I do think she has. Cards. Oh gosh. Yeah. Did you see her in Vegas or did you see her in Arena? In Vegas. But what a show, but. Even what she's all been through, she's so determined in what she wants to do, but very family-oriented, too, and I love that. Yeah. And very strong, strong so woman. So strong, yeah. You know? That's an awesome one. That I would not see her in concert. I would add her to my list. Yeah, that one is like, what do you want to say? It's a, not only music, but it just, like, you want to say a little Broadway, but not really, but it's a major show. Yeah. It's a production. Yeah. Yeah. See, Cher, I think, is another I've really strong. Cher. I've oh. seen her a couple times, and oh. I love her. Um, I would love to see her. Like, I always think uh, Lady Gaga's on my list to see yes. live. Just because of just the impact that she has and the way that she presents herself. I mean, it'd yeah. be so cool. Whether you like yeah. her music or not, it's oh. just such an impact on the society exactly. norms. And what she, it's such a cool thing. I think that that is way, way good. Um, but yeah, I mean, we just saw Thomas Rhett, but I thought that guy was so down to earth mm-hmm. and so true in, uh, to his artistry and what he was doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, you could just see that he loved what he was doing too. How do you feel about George Strait? That's my celebrity yeah. crush. Yeah, George, <laughs> that was my other one. Can oh, you sure, George. No, no, I said it first, so now it's mine. You're second on the list. Yeah. George was, like, we saw him in uh, Vegas, too. We've seen him other words, but I'd go see him again. Yeah. But he is one that you can just sit there, listen to him, <sighs> and you just wanted to keep singing for hours. Yep. Okay. There you go. We're just going to end on George. Yes. Oh, I, I like that. I know, yeah. I like I, that. I would share him with you for a few days. But I really do. I'm waiting. <laughs> you I'm can't waiting for him to come. Like, first of all, Nora, his wife, has to pass away. And then yes. I wanted to go ahead and grieve her and get over that. <laughs> and then he needs to come find me. But the minute he asks me to marry him and move to Texas, I'm gone. You're done. <laughs> You're in. Katie, I'll invite you to the ranch. Thank you. Yeah, I would judge all call. of his. You can see all his horses and all his cattle. And you'll be able to judge Anything you want, brother. I don't care. Yeah. I'll invite you. Don't worry. I'll still know you then. <laughs> okay. Awesome. Thank you for putting me on the yeah. list. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah, you're on the list. That's yeah. good to know. Yeah. Well, I can't thank you enough for being a part of the podcast. It has been when I created in my mind that first like top ten list. You were on it. I was like, oh. I'm like your journey of how you've been able to transition from small town girl. Think about Stanwood population, you know, six, seven hundred. To take and go and find your journey, find your passion, develop it, but always been able to maintain your own identity and your own way with such professionalism and kindness and at such a high level of expertise. It has just been amazing to watch and be fun. And I know you're like, oh, I can't believe like people would say that, but it really has been a journey for you. And to share your health.
and to share your joy out the other side. Congratulations on that. It's going to be an awesome next retirement in 25 years. <laughs> so thank you for being a part of the Ladies in the Lead and truly being a lady who has led for years. And I hope people will um, really enjoy your story as much as I have met today being with you. I just It's meant a lot to me, so thank you so much. Thanks for listening, you guys. That was an awesome episode of Ladies in the Lead, and I'm so grateful that you took the time to listen to it. I want to thank Austin Garner for being my audio producer. I'm your host, Joan Garner. I want to encourage you to check out Facebook. I have a Facebook group called Ladies in the Lead, and you're going to want to like and follow along. Of course, you can always check out shestockshows.com to see uh, any updates or if you need to contact me, or you can use my Facebook, Joan Garner. We'd love to have feedback and we'd love to hear from you all. You guys have a great week. We'll see you out on the road.